Howdy, how are you? I am excellent. What's going on? Just another fine day. I know you've been very busy. Did you get a chance at all to watch any of the Olympics highlights or anything? <laughs> no, I am not at all interested. At Purple Noodle Marketing, we can find the perfect plan for you. Want to grow? Call us today at 612-208-2812 to speak to our cannabis growth specialist. Welcome to episode 53. Yo, what up? This is your old friend, Alvin. I missed you. I'm glad you made it back. So don't go anywhere. It's about to get real in here. So just lay back and chill. Get naked even and cleanse your mind, body, and soul for the next 17 minutes. Here are your hosts, LaFool and A. Have you ever been interested in the Olympics? Oh, yeah. I used to watch the Olympics regularly. I loved summer and winter Olympics. It's just turned into such a careening hot mess of platitudes and sponsorships and big money and color commentary. What do you mean by color commentary? Like everything's politicized? Yeah, pretty much. People talk about stuff. They want to give you all the inside scoop. I just want to watch the athletes do their thing and marvel at the extraordinariness of them and not get caught up in the bullshit, you know, oh, they should have done this or they should have done that or why did they say that or, you know, I'm going to boycott the Olympics because the team isn't wearing the right leotard or not wearing, I don't know, man. I see your point on that. I think all of that did happen. One of the Nordic teams didn't want to wear these bikini little shorts they have for volleyball. Yeah. And so I guess they were going to find them for that. I mean, I didn't get it. And it was some celebrity. I think it was pink. She said she'd pay the fine. Yep. That's right. <laughs> Why should women have to go out and wear a set of shorts that maybe make them uncomfortable? And also, who decides what the parameters are for the costume? Right? Like, did all the teams get asked what they would be interested in wearing? Or was it just a bunch of people in a committee that said, oh, the shorts should be this? Probably some dude. So, hey, they should wear these shorts. These, these, these are hot. Perhaps. I certainly hope it's beyond that. You know, I don't want to assume that about every man in the world. Should I assume that? I don't think every man did it. I think that one guy on the committee most likely did it. I'm with you. Whatever they want to wear should be their team uniform. You know, it shouldn't have to be handed down to them. You have to fit into this parameter, especially if that's probably not what they work out in. I mean, <laughs> the Nordic countries are probably kind of cold. I, I doubt that they walk around those kind of shorts every day playing beach volleyball. <laughs> right. It is important to have some kind of standard for a uniform. For instance, if you are a swimmer, you can have a suit that actually makes you perform better and gives you an advantage over people who can't afford that particular suit or countries that can't afford that particular design or uh, fabric, etc. There is some merit to having some regulation in what's worn. But if a team says that's inappropriate for us, then the committee needs to address it and say, how can we make that better for those who are concerned? I imagine that other women's teams had the same dislike for the standard, but that one country said, you know what, we're just not going to take it anymore. Good for them. Volleyball was intense. I don't have television, so I don't get to watch any of the actual live programming. I've got to watch the highlights on YouTube. Yeah. But it was still pretty enjoyable. I, I like the volleyball. Men's and women's was really intense. 
uh, even down to ping pong. Oh, ping pong is extraordinary to watch. Holy crap. Holy mackerel. That's a crazy, crazy sport. They go hard at it, too. Like, <laughs> Oh, I know. And how far they stand back from the table. You know what else was really interesting? They hit so hard badminton. Oh, I've never watched a professional badminton match. It's these huge, like, tennis swings and this little pew, 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 pew over the net. <laughs> I love it. It's like intense. I thought it was pretty cool to watch judo. Judo was first, I think it was like 1964 or 68 in the Olympics. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think the first one was held in Tokyo. And this year was the first time that they had mixed teams, like men and women's on the same team, like a competition. Oh, that's cool. And I think France won that. That was really intense. There was a lot of first, it seems, in this one. Surfing was the first I saw this one, like an Hawaiian American one. What else was skateboarding was the first in this one. Nice. So there were a lot of firsts. There was a little controversy over Simone Piles. Try Biles, B-I-L-E-S. Let's not call it little. Let's call it what it is, a complete outrage fest. Give me your thoughts on that. Like, What did you hear about that? I heard both sides, you know, screaming that she did her country wrong. And then the other side said she should be able to monitor and be responsible for her own mental and or physical health. It has become politicized. I don't know if that's true outside the United States. The fact that the United States is in a position of politicizing the health and well-being of an Olympian, it shows you how absurd and stupid this country currently is. I think the right has a habit of politicizing women's health, period. Yeah, absolutely. So this was just one more stroke in that direction is how I saw it. We do not own these athletes We'd like to claim them as our own, like the U.S. athletes did this or they did that, but we don't own them and we're not in their head. All of us fat asses sitting around watching the Olympics on the internets or on the television, you know, we don't have any clue what it takes to be a world-class athlete or to manage all of what happens in an athlete's brain. And everything that happens in someone's brain is uniquely different to the person standing next to them. I have no business saying whether or not she should have withdrawn or not. I see her as an amazing, fantastic athlete, and I would trust her to call her own life as she sees it. I think according to the facts, she is the greatest gymnast of all times and possibly the world's greatest athlete. I watched her live press conference and heard what she said, but then the media's were like, oh, well, It's a mental health issue. It's a mental health issue. And I wasn't paying attention at first. And then I watched some clips, Jerry clips, Joe Rogan clips. He had a guy on and they were talking about it. He had mentioned that somebody had posted something before about like she reportedly has ADA. ADHD. And that she was taking Ritalin for that. But I started to dig a little deeper on that. And I found some pretty good articles. Right. Just wants to make it this left and right thing. But there was some actual real journalism going on out there. And I think it was USA Today. Also, a guy on BuzzFeed did a really good article about it. Have you heard of a thing called the Twisties? No. I'll put that in the show notes. The Twisties is something that happens to gymnasts where they lose their concentration. She's doing exercises that are so far off the scale that they had to readjust the scale. Yeah. Women couldn't do some of these because they would actually break their ankles or break their legs. She's doing this stuff. She has these routines down 
And all of a sudden, she goes up on the vault and she loses herself in the air. Huh. It's pretty common. It happens in other sports too. It happens in golfing and some other sports where you lose your stroke. You lose your ability. In ice skating, they do the same thing when they lose themselves in the air. Mm. And the worst thing that happens is you fall onto the ice. Well, that hurts like hell and you can hurt yourself significantly. The ice or in gymnastics. In gymnastics, apparently it's even worse because she's so high up in the air on the vault that she was doing, she bounced off the landing. Wow. At that point, she's like, okay, I've got to go back to the gym and work out. It's known in their industry, you know, among gymnasts, when you say at the twisties, everybody's like, oh my God, that sucks because they've all been through it. For her people, they knew what it meant. It has to do with having a mental block. Yeah. You got to work it out. She says it takes about two weeks for you to kind of get over again and get back into a rhythm. But the Olympics don't last two weeks. <laughs> so what do you do? Do you go out and perform badly, possibly injure yourself significantly and then end your career and also drop your team all the way down to like below fourth place? Or do you step out of this because I know my team will succeed even if I'm not leaving with the highest score? In the military, these days, there's a different term for it. But a while ago, if you were out doing maneuvers over and over, training over and over again, or out in actual combat missions over and over again, you sometimes got what's called battle fatigue. Mm -hmm. Even as a contractor, you're going 20 hours a day. Maybe sometimes you get lucky and get 18 hours a day. For 14 straight days, you get this burnout. No human can withstand that. Right. And you can't function. You got to take a break for a little bit. They usually have you take like a four-day pass or something like that when I was a contractor. And in the military, you have to get rest. Hmm. So you're going to be on two weeks kind of rest and relaxation a little bit to let your head clear. That's basically what she got. It takes a moment to get out of this, to get back into a cycle again. But the worst thing was her score drop. Her score just on that one vault, she normally scores like a 15 or something like that, point this or that. She says even a point deduction is bad. But they dropped her down a full two points. Wow. And like you said, that hurts the team effort. This is about me. This is about my team. And so she had to step aside. I think she made a very courageous call. Yeah. To say, I got a problem. I'm not going to be able to fix this. I need to step aside and let someone in here who can do a good job. Right. Like you said, we would have probably come in fourth place or less, but we got second place. What kind of society doesn't give you the latitude to know when you are in a critical state and that you're going to bring the whole system down with you if you try to stay in the game, whatever the game is, whether it's a corporate game, a sports game, political game, etc. We have a society that has unrighteous and unwieldy expectations on our celebrities, let's just call them that, you know, the people in the forefront of our imagination. The fact that we can't step back and say, cool, I hear what you're saying. It really sucks. But I also admire the fact that you didn't look out just for yourself, but you looked out for the whole team. Yeah, I agree. And again, she's an Olympian. Mm -hmm. That says a lot. The fact that she's even out there and no one's even mentioned the fact that she actually crushed it in the Rio Olympics. Yeah, I remember. She was breathtaking. She's an American hero. Definitely, no matter what happened. It sucks that she got into that situation where her head's not in the game. And, and there's a lot of things to factor into it. People that are complaining are sitting on their couch being, you know, armchair quarterbacks or armchair gymnastics. And they're also not thinking for themselves. They're listening to whatever their little cadre of people on their social media, you know, are saying and sharing around. 
people have got to start thinking for themselves instead of doing this weird group think and staying in a group that caters to your personal bias. It's insane what we are doing to ourselves right now. Yeah. I was actually glad that Joe kind of brought that to light, you know, because he looked at it and was like, you know, there has to be more than this. And I think a lot of times people hear the first thing that comes to them, the first piece of information that they get. I love it when you say this because it's always a good reminder. When you tell me the first piece of information that comes out of a sit rep or intelligence report. The first report is usually always wrong. I've been in situations where some guys said the first report that we're going to probably give you is 100% wrong. We're like, what? Did you say 100%? 100% wrong. And over the course of time, by the time you've actually, the mission's done, you've done analysis on it, you've done after action reviews, you can look at every little beat and you're like, you know what? That was like 99.9% wrong. What about this? Yep. Okay. I stand corrected. It was 100% wrong. And that's why I think this idea that we here in the United States deserve to know every piece of information as soon as it comes out is the stupidest thing we could do to ourselves at this point. Because number one, citizens aren't necessarily going to know what to do with the information that the government might share with them. And so the government is now put in a position of having to decide what do we put out and when, because these motherfuckers are going to twist it all up and turn it into a mess before we actually know what's going on. Hmm. Yeah. This is the problem with having paid media. When the media is there to make a profit rather than to give people information, they're going to get the story that gets the most attention. Exactly. And also, a lot of times our media's gotten lazy because we have people that want to get the story out first. And so they get a little bit of the information to get it out. She's quitting and it's all her fault. And like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> that's not what I said at all. Yeah. But that's the story that comes out. And then the right wing has to twist this. Like, if they tell them the truth, they knew gymnast. Anyone those journalists could say, hey, let me talk to my friend. She's a gymnast. And they told her that it was twisty. Because that's it. She's like, I can't go with that story. No, no one's going to care about that. And so they make the story that's going to be exciting and get people all riled up. And that's what gets the clicks. That's what gets the views. That's the problem that we have with our media, in my opinion. But I think the people that suffer the most are the athletes. She's trying to stay focused as it is. Yeah. I'm going to say she probably doesn't pay attention to any of this silliness that goes on. She would be smart not to. I think most people in her position have learned very early on to just turn that crap off and to move forward. It's ridiculous enough that she is in the position of having to even give press statements and updates, etc. We, as a media-consuming public, have sort of made folks in those positions' lives a lot more complicated because now we expect them to come out and say something or rebut something. We do it to our celebrities, we do it to our athletes, we do it to our politicians. Well, I don't mind that we do it to our politicians because they all deserve it. But, um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> we now love to do it with uh, leading medical thinkers, right? They've got to explain every decision or every opinion that they're giving. Yeah, man, this is why I am just going to go somewhere else. Well, we will miss you, but you won't miss the madness. Hell no. Please like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash 17 minutes podcast. If you're enjoying this show, please share it with your friends and family. 
This podcast wouldn't be possible without the support of our sponsors. They're listed on our website and social media. Check them out. Have a blessed Sabbath. Shabbat Shalom. At Purple Noodle Marketing, we can find the perfect plan for you. Want to grow? Call us today at 612-208-2812 to speak to our cannabis growth specialist. The most important thing I can say now that later may be true, the light at the end of the tunnel, may be you. Good night, everyone.